All right, so it is basic me, Donna Marie, basic as, and I am here with my guest who I actually had to Insta stalk, TikTok stalk to try and get some information about him. Um, it is Glenn Paul, and from what I can see, it's actor, model, wedding celebrant, but then the thing that got me was the all-round goofball, so welcome. Thank you. Uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> For the goofball bit, yeah. <laughs> the older you get, the more that uh, kind of inner goof comes out. Yeah, because you just don't care Life's anymore. Life's too short. Embrace it. Have fun. Absolutely. I'm sort of at the, the late end now of the 40s and I'm like caring way, way less. Um, yeah, oh, you do. I reckon every 10 years you start to care significantly less. You start to realise that the amount of efforts you've got to give yeah. um, are significantly reduced every decade. Um, you start to realise that you have less to less tolerance for people's nonsense um, and much <laughs> more openness towards genuineness and connectedness and, you know, really great, solid, positive people. Um, you know, now that I'm in my 40s, I surround myself with a lot more of people that I find to be my tribe. Um, and as a result, I've lost a stack of people and I'm okay with that because I feel like I'm on a journey. 100%, 100%. And I feel exactly the same. It's like, I used to think I was socially awkward and I just came to the realization lately, it's just that I don't give a crap. Like, I'm yeah. just like, if someone's boring me to tears, it's not that I'm awkward. It's just that I switch off and I'm they're, like, they're not your people, right? Yeah. They're not your tribe. <laughs> yeah. And it took me a long time. <laughs> I would hold on to people or relationships I'm really bad at saying goodbye. I am really bad. That's one of my, my flaws. One of my toxic traits is that I can't cut things off even when they're bad for me. Um, so what I have learned in my 40s to do that, and when people say, and they don't even have to explicitly say it, if through actions they're, they're showing me that they don't care, now I'm much better at going, okay, you don't care? I'm stopping yeah. caring. And I draw that line in the sand now and I, and I move on. Um, and I, interestingly, actually, I had a, a falling out with um, one of my old bosses um, a, a time ago. Um, it was a really kind of spare of the moment. He did something that I didn't deem to be particularly cool at the time and I called him out on it and he went, well, all right, you know, kind of, where do we go from here? I'm like, well, I'm out. He's like, well, no, you're not going anywhere. I'm like, I'm out. And I walked out and that was it. We kind of severed uh, ties immediately. It was kind of like a rage quit yeah. in business, right? <laughs> and uh, it was only months ago, I did a, a, a big wedding here in Sydney and he actually sent me a message and saying, hey, it's, um, it's so-and-so. We haven't spoken in a while. I've actually taken some time to think about it and um, I, I don't like how things ended, but I love the fact that you called me out on my BS and you were absolutely right. I'd love to reconnect. Ah. And it made me think that sometimes you've got to stand on your own and you've got to stand in your own power and value you know, your contributions and call people out on their BS. And those that you know are fake and really shouldn't be kind of hanging on, the, you know, they're not your tribe, they're going to fall away. But those who genuinely are your tribe, you're going to attract more of that by being honest. Um, and then, you know, you, you might even have some people come back and respect you more as a result of standing up for yourself. Yeah, and I reckon also, don't you think with social media, I feel like there are ter there's terminology and things that I didn't know would happen in my life previously, like things like gaslighting. We never had a term for what gaslighting was or anything. I'm sure we didn't unless I was ignorant to it, like when I was younger but now like through social media I'm like oh hold on a second like 
the TikTok is teaching me about life. Uh, <laughs> look, look I, I, that's such an interesting thing. And I, I really, the term gaslighting um, is right up there with the term narcissist or narcissistic for me. I feel like they're overused now. Way. The problem I find with those is that whenever you do something that someone doesn't like, suddenly you're a gaslighter, you're a narcissist. Narcissist and is it's like, used, well, yeah. Hold on a minute. If that is your belief and that is your truth and that is they are your values and this is the way that you choose to live your life, how does that make you narcissistic by standing up for yourself? Or how does it make you a gaslighter? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of these terms are misused. You know, if you're, and I'll often, if I hear someone say, I'll often pick up people in, you know, just in public spaces. If I hear people say it, I'll say, oh, I didn't realize you're a psychologist. And they're a little bit taken aback. And I'm like, you're throwing these words around flippantly, but do you actually know that that person is a narcissist? Do you actually know that they're gaslighting you? What it sounds like is they're manipulating you to get what they want, but that doesn't necessarily no. mean that they are, yeah. you know, they, they kind of own those terms. Like I just, I really think we need to get away from, and this is a thing that kind of, it does, it really kind of pisses me off in this day and age. Can I say that? <laughs> pisses me off. Um, I hate that everything has to have a label these days yeah. everybody has to label things or people something like can't it just be what it is yeah yeah you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, do, yeah. do we have do we have to give someone something that sticks you know i i'm very open-minded um there's no prejudice i'm not judgmental but there's lots of acronyms there's lots of letters that gets associated with people <laughs> yeah. these days i do admit to finding a lot of that a lot of the time quite confusing but at the same time I, i'm like just let people be people yeah 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 who gives a crap what yeah. they choose to be yeah, yeah i, I get know? that absolutely and it is um definitely a sign of the times that everything is labeled and you know down to the point where people have to explain who they are what they stand for whatever in a first meeting like really i don't yeah. i'd rather just learn about someone than to actually have to put you into yeah. all these boxes in the first five minutes 100%. of meeting you. Yeah. 100%. Look at that. I, I, don't, I don't care. I, yeah, I, I don't care what somebody identifies themselves mm -mm. as <laughs> or what they subscribe to. What I care about is whether you're a good person. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you're, you know, overweight, underweight, you know, old, young, like I really don't care. You know what? Actually, it was interesting. I, um, I performed a wedding yesterday and this young fellow he's 20 and kind of reborn Christian. And um, he pulled me aside <coughs> and he said to me, what do you think the meaning to life is? Jesus. And it was such a big question. And I just turned to him and said to him, I think the meaning of life is um, it's, it's connection and it's purpose. And if you can figure out what your connection uh, or what your purpose is first and foremost, then you're going to have the answer to what you connect most most with. So yeah. whether that be, you know, your career or relationships or what, whatever it is, you've got to know what it is you want. If you don't understand yourself first, you're not going to understand what your purpose is, then you're going to have crap relationships or you're not going to be as successful. You're not going to achieve, you know, that self-actualization that Maslow always talked about where, you know, the supreme being where, where our true happiest self unless you understand yourself and take your time to do take the time to do that 
my God, you are um, you're getting all the getting all the deep questions from your from everyone, <laughs> me and yeah. <laughs> I, it was twenty. Oh, twenty. Twenty. I was like, just enjoy I life. What do you get a drink from? You know, what should what should I do with my life? Not what is the meaning? The meaning of life. life. It was so deep and profound. So yeah. you're very good for having an answer. There is a funny whirring noise. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure either, but um, apologies for the cough too. It is um, cold here in Sydney at the moment, and um, it's just gone <coughs> winter. And I always get this lurgy thing. I've got some sinus issues, and then whenever the, ch- the the seasons change, it just it won't leave me. And I've been battling this for five weeks. You use your voice a lot as well. I do. Mm. I do. Mm. You know everything that I do. So if I'm doing media, if I'm doing TV stuff during the week, it's all my voice. And then if I'm doing weddings or MC gigs over the weekend, or you know midweek during the evening it's all voice yeah yeah so it's yeah. not great it's not ideal and then you got people like me bugging you on your day off the oh, <laughs> um, this is the fun stuff this is I the fun stuff. stuff and look we were uh, we've actually digressed so much from where i was going with all of the social media because like i said to you before we started that i did see I approach you ages ago to come on and have a chat with me and be one of my first guests and i've seen your social media exponent like just grow um, hugely grow and your TikToks are hilarious and I don't know about you but I find myself referring to TikTok way too much to the point now that I'm telling people oh yeah I saw this on TV or I read this book or I read this article because I'm seeing way, like there's way too much reference to TikTok in my life at yeah. my age um, but yeah you've, you've really like honed in on an audience it's gone to like I said before like before we started, that you're up to over 320,000 followers, which is massive. And that's grown a lot in 12 months since I last approached you. In particular, Instagram has grown more than TikTok, I find. Um, When I joined TikTok, I was going through probably one one of the worst periods in my life, to be honest, personally. Mm. And that was a real escapism outlet for me it was an opportunity for me to express myself and be creative i had from the age of eight grown up as a a performer as an actor and now i'm a tv presenter and you know obviously the the, uh, officiant as well and i do a whole bunch of stuff and that's what i'm paid to do yeah Um, but the tiktok uh, came about for me at a time that probably I needed it most. I needed, um, as I mentioned, I think the answer to life is uh, purpose and um, and connection. And what it gave me at that point was a little bit of purpose when I was feeling um, that I was probably rock bottom, if I'm honest. And um, I started to post and I started getting um, a lot of positive response to what I was posting. And people were kind of, they were seeing me and hearing me when I didn't feel that at the time I was being seen or heard. Um, In fact, one of the videos that I posted at the time was more of a serious one, which is basically saying that I wasn't being seen and heard. And all these people jumped into my defense saying, you're amazing, we love what you do, we love how passionate you are, you're so positive and you're so funny. And complete strangers on the internet were seeing things in me that I knew existed, but key people in my life weren't really kind of reinforcing existed for me so i started to really question myself um and tiktok really gave me this really beautiful um reinforcing belief that i was the good person that i was seeing when i needed it most um so that kind of spurred me on i started kind of playing with different um 
aspects of my character. You know, some were serious in nature, some was thought provoking, some were some was, you know, sharing words of wisdom because I was older than you know people that were following me at the time on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Some 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 were you know me lip syncing or dancing, and you know I'm not a trained dancer, but what I lack in ability, I make up for an enthusiasm, and people <laughs> tended to jump on in and just kind of respond really positively to that and i thought it was really lovely and you know i was so addicted to that yeah. um you know it was such a craving for is me it like validation or is it like it was it was a lot of validation yeah. but I, I guess what's really interesting to come from that i went from you know kind of growing from my you know i think i had a few thousand when I started and in a very short space of time it kind of blocked to 20,000 and which I thought wow this is crazy I've got like 20,000 followers and then mm. um, you know it, I think around the <coughs> 40 or 50,000 mark it started to slow down and I started to have another kind of period of oh people aren't responding so well to me at the moment and I think it was you know <coughs> my behavior at the time um, and I was kind of going through something and people weren't responding so well but then I went back to, I just want to have some fun. Yeah. You know, I've kind of lost it. It started, it started becoming a lot about validation. Um, and I would only find happiness in posting something if it got a really good response and if it kind of went viral. Right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I started to, to learn from that and think, well, does this really matter? Yeah. Is this really <coughs> kind of playing into who I am personally? Do I need this to be happy? Or, you know, is this about me finding enjoyment in what I'm doing? And it started off as enjoyment um, and then getting a really lovely kind of response from people, you know, complete strangers, to then me kind of not having that response as much and then feeling like, what have I, what have I done? Why aren't people liking me now? And it was, I have this thing and I've always had it since a kid where, you know, um, I'm a bit of a people pleaser, not so much now, but I, I was a really, I, I still don't think you completely lose that, but... I'm not as much a people pleaser as what I was, but at that time, I was using that as a way of getting it. It took me a while to recognize that. So I had yeah. to kind of pull back and go, crap, what do I want to post? And why do I want to do this? Is this important in my life? And I started putting boundaries in, which you need to have, posting at certain times, only the content that I wanted um, or what I thought I wanted at the time. Um, I've since realised that it wasn't. I, I look back at some of that and I cringe now. I'm like, oh my god. I was going to say, do you ever Please. delete anything like the next day and go, oh, or do you keep it up and <sighs> just go, well, just I did it, I did it, and that's. Look, I um, sometimes I look back and I laugh, mm. uh, and I'll see the humour in it and go, oh, clearly I was going through something that day to think that that content was funny or, you know, insightful or whatever it was. One actually came up this morning on this day a year ago and I watched it and I was like, oh, oh, I just wanted to die. Yeah, yeah. Put my hoodie on over my head and slowly, you know, shrink away. But um, look, <laughs> as I've heard with musicians and, you know, I'm an actor, you know, other, other performers, not everyone's proud of everything they do, mm. but people respond at a certain time for whatever reason. And um, I, I never, to answer your question, I never delete anything, um, but I will archive stuff. Same. Um, I will hide it so that people can't see it. If I'm like, oh, that was a point in time I think I never want to relive again. But you don't want to um, delete it completely. It. Yeah. Yeah. But now I think I'm, I'm more, I, I, I think TikTok, as much as I've grown a good following, I think it's slowed down a lot. Mm. I think accounts grow far less quickly on TikTok now. In fact, I think mine's going a little bit backwards because I'm not posting as often. 
if I do a you know a cheesy dance video or a lip sync, I'll get a, a decent response to that. Yeah. But if I post what I want to post now, which is probably funnier content than what I was posting a couple of years back, it doesn't get a response on TikTok. But now um, I'm finding it's more about relatable reels on Instagram, if I'm honest. Yeah. My Instagram is blowing up more so than my TikTok. If I post on Instagram, I mean, I start to give you um, an insight. When I started my Instagram page, um, <coughs> my media one, I think I had two or 3,000 followers on it. I posted one video and it went absolutely viral almost overnight and I woke up to 20,000 followers. Jeez. Right? So it, it went crazy. Yeah, one yeah, video. yeah. On Instagram. And then on Instagram. Yeah. And then I posted that same video, that same audio with a slightly different um, adjustment to that video and the same thing kept happening. So it was, I think a lot of the time it's really good audios that people connect with. Um, I think it's what you write that resonates with people. Yeah. Um, people want to relate and in a world which is kind of, you know, it's seeming disorder at the moment, like the world's in absolute bloody chaos, let's face it. <laughs> um, people use Instagram or TikTok or social media as a way to escape life when, you know, life's tricky. I don't know what it's like over where you are at the moment, but I can tell you in Sydney, cost of living's horrendous. Um, the, the price of mortgages is crazy. It's well over a mil. Yeah. Um, the average person, you know, a, a, a wage or a salary just does not cut it in Sydney. People are living beyond their means and really struggling. Um, rather than upskilling or training, I think people go to social media because they want to escape life. And they want to have a laugh. They want to connect with something and feel like they relate. You know, there's a lot of people I've realized that are really lonely globally. And so I'll wake up to, I think a lot of my audience on Instagram, maybe TikTok as well, actually, I know know so on on TikTok, are older women. And, um, you know, older women, um, you know, they find this kind of youngish, I won't say young because I'm not young anymore, but youngish, you know, half kind of decent looking fellow, having a good time people respond to that they're like that's what they want to see they want to see someone who's joyous and who's smiling and having a good time when they feel like their life's maybe imploding a little bit yeah i don't know i think that's what socials are about these days what about any negative um is there ever any negative stuff that comes through like comments or anything 100 percent. look the first time i encountered any negativity was on tiktok Mm. and I became friendly with a really nice girl in Melbourne. Um, she was an author, you know, mad as a cut snake like me. Uh, crazy funny. Yeah. Uh, super positive. Just, I really, I really liked her. I gravitated to her because she had a really similar energy to me and nothing romantic. It was just, you know, really platonic and we just kind of liked each other's company. But um, her husband, or sorry, ex-husband, um, they weren't together anymore. She wasn't doing anything wrong, but he kind of came out um, or came after me with some very strongly worded messages. Really? And, um, some things that he said that he was going to do to me if I continued to talk to his ex, who he'd been estranged. He, he had someone else. Are you he was joking? Someone else. That's insane. Oh, no, but two or three. For two or three years, um, and he came after me, and she was like, look, he's never going to let it go. He doesn't want me to be with anyone else. He's with someone else, but he's never going to let anyone get close to me. Yeah. And it wasn't that. It absolutely was not hand-on-heart romantic on either side. I had zero interest in her, but I thought she was a lovely girl, and we just we made each other laugh. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was really yeah. cool to have that platonic friendship. And so I just cut it off and went, well, really sad um, that 
you know, we have to do that in, in this day and age, but that did happen. I do get occasionally you'll get some negative comments or, you know, someone spraying some vitriol and, you know, it's easy enough to block and move on. The first few times, because remember, I've always, you know, for, for the most part, been a people pleaser. When I got those negative things thrown at me, I took yeah. it so bloody yeah. hard. What am I doing? What I'm am like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm horrible. These people hate me. These people, you know, they, they want to do horrible things to me. Like, what? What have I done? I started really questioning myself. And it took me a long time to realize I had to really focus on my own mindfulness practices and my own self-care to realize, hey, this isn't about you. Yeah. You know, this is hurt people wanting to hurt people. And you need to know the difference. Um, and you've got to look at the percentages as well. So when you valid, when you look at that, it's all it could be one bad comment to a hundred good comments, but you're still honing yeah. on that one bad one. Exactly right. So I would, um, I would have, um, you know, ninety-eight percent of people writing really lovely things to me, and I'd have one or two comments that I'd obsess over. Yeah. And they'd be negative, and I'd be, and I would really take them hard. And I remember not sleeping. I remember being disconnected from family or friends because I was I was caught up in those comments and really struggling to deal really? with the negativity from from certain people, um, and that's really hard. But then I, I I've had a couple of um, issues with uh, with stalking as well. Uh-huh. One in particular that um, has it's been probably two years of it. Um, somebody who reached out, connected, nice enough at first, then started really overstepping boundaries and I started putting my boundaries in place and it just got uglier. And then I'd get war and peace emails and I'd block this person on everything and then they would go onto my business page and find business contacts and send them text messages or email them or find my mum and contact And were they where you are? Uh, Fortunately not, but this person um, had said that uh, she would be uh, coming to Australia and I'm the twin flame and we're destined to be together. And it was all, it was very creepy to me. Um, when I, it, it, it got to a point where, you know, and I, I've, I've used this term a lot, even kind people have their limits. Yeah. I, I started Absolutely. being kind for, and I was kind for far too long. Yeah. The people pleaser in me, right? Mm-hmm. It got to the point that whenever the phone would call a private number, I knew it was her. I would answer the call and I would be screaming down the phone like a lunatic, swearing at them for them to get the message saying that I'm not interested, never contact me again, and they would still continue. And even until today, I received an an email through a business web form from her days ago. And this has been two years. Awesome. So I'll hope to hear from her soon then because we're having a chat. (laughs) I'm joking. Well, I hope not, but I do know anybody who had posted with me online then would get followed. She would send, I mean, I had business contacts send me her text messages and say, "Uh, Glenn, what is this about? This person is sending me messages saying... And that's your business. That's your work. That's my business. That has nothing to do with social, which is why... My surname is not Paul. Mm. Uh, most people don't know, but my, my name is Glenn Paul in media circles now because of some of the, the bullying and the stalking which I was um, encountering. Wow. Um, I changed my name, right? So I use my profession, my real name um, in my business um, circles. Yeah. And then I use Glenn Paul 
Um, and I actually think it's got a better ring to it anyway, if I'm honest. But um, I dropped my surname because my surname um, didn't kind of work as well in yeah. media. So I dropped it. But it's also part of that is safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping me safe, keeping my family safe, keeping my loved ones safe, keeping my friends safe. Um, and oh that's scary. God. That's insane. But I did also see the other day <laughs> um, a post that said, your social media is not for your friends. It is not for your family. Yeah. It is for you. It's for you to express who you are and be aspirational or inspirational and connect with people that are going to help you on the journey of where you want to end up You know, at the end. The people that are already in your life are in your life for a reason. They're not going to offer you anything else yeah. on that journey yeah. bar like support that. and love, right? So you want to follow the people that you feel inspired by who help you to continue to grow and evolve as a human. Yeah, and I, look, I was kind of like I actually was thinking I like that. I was thinking about this today about social media and stuff obviously because I was going to talk to you and I was thinking I'm pretty sure it was around 2011 when Instagram started to first kind of take off and it was literally, it was nothing to do with business. It was yeah. just sharing your photos. Remember, everyone was sharing photos yeah. of food, yeah. sharing your photos of kids, whatever, just to share them and show them to your yeah. friends. It was nothing, or family, nothing to yeah. do with this. And this is just, you know, who thought that? I mean, I've got a side business and I get, you know, most of my sales through social media, through Instagram and, and um, Facebook as well. And you never, I never would have thought 10 years ago, 12 years ago that, Instagram would lead to this kind of thing. So, what? what me, me, me either, yeah. to be honest. Look, I think back in the day, you know, remember MySpace? <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> about it today. Yes. Remember, remember we were all friends with Tom back in the MySpace <laughs> days? And uh, you uh, had like your top friends and your. Yes. yes. <laughs> Look, I, MySpace <laughs> back in the day was connecting with, for the first time, celebrities or people that inspired us yeah if you recall it yeah. was musicians and actors and you know um <coughs> whatever else you could find and obviously your friends as well and you'd have your top friends and whatever else but it was the first time we really got to connect with people that inspired us yeah um and i think it's only continued to grow but it's become less about now i think real connections um and connecting and more about entertaining I think mm. you know I, I, I connect with people but I don't often chat with people on social media um, <clears throat> they might write comments and I'll respond every now and then but we're busy right we, yeah. there's got to be a boundary we can't this is the thing that uh, people also got and I received this a couple of times I'd have people say to me things like you used to respond and now you're full of yourself you don't respond anymore it's like okay but what you don't understand is that if there are, you know, as you said, you've done the math, 320,000 yeah. people following me, if I was responding to, yeah. you know, thousands of messages each day, how would I achieve anything in my life? How would I be um, a, a parent or a partner or, a, a you know, a, someone you work with or how would I be successful in life if all I did is sit there and respond? Yeah. People have to understand we don't know users on the other end and whilst I love the kindness and I'll connect as much as I can we can't just give up all of our time to engage and converse in yeah. that because it's so consuming it's like um you know the, the YouTube vortex you know you, you, you watch a, a video on YouTube and suddenly you've lost three hours because oh. you just be shot in like 10 different That's directions down a rabbit hole of yeah you know 
social media is the same now. Yeah. If I jump on now, I will post something or I'll read a few comments. I'll respond to a few. I like to remain connected as much as I can, but then I get off because there's got to be that boundary. Otherwise, I literally would sit on it all day. Yeah, 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 same. I can be up, like I can turn the TV off or finish doing my business stuff and I'm just going to quickly flick through. You know, then it's like two in the morning and I'm still flicking through and I have to get up in two hours. A hundred percent. And people don't get that. And they they were getting really, like some of them were getting really nasty, going, you're really full of yourself. I'm like, how am I, but how am I full of myself to put a boundary in place to limit the time I spend on social media when I still want to achieve in life and actually, you know, make an income and pay my bills? Yeah. Yeah, they don't absolutely. think about it like that. They're just sitting there on social media the whole time, yeah. you know, waiting for their message so you can respond. And there are those people. See, I'm not. Like, I'll click a like and that because I know how important interaction for people's algorithms and stuff are. But I'm more of yep. a voyeur when it comes to, like, any of those things. I'm not going to be commenting. You're voyeur, you. Yeah, I am. Voyeur. Oh, I like that word. Um, yeah, so that's me. But a lot of people are there for the interaction constantly. Look, I, I, I love to jump on and I will – normally I'll jump on and I go straight mm. to Reels mm. if it's on Instagram and I'll watch some Reels mm. and I'll just see what people are doing. Um, and I I find that enjoyable because, as I mentioned before, whilst, you know, I've kind of um, fallen into this um, habit of creating content, which I never expected to do mm. – um, it just became a thing when I was um, kind of down and out in a, in, a, in a bad way where I needed something at that time. I genuinely love it. I like creating, you know, content that make people, makes people laugh or makes people smile or entertains them. I, I genuinely love that. Um, but I genuinely love that. So yeah. I jump on. The first thing that I do is I watch other people's videos yeah. and I like stuff and I'll comment on other people's stuff. Yeah. I don't just go to my own and go, oh, what are people saying about yeah. me? But you're not expecting them to respond or you're not expecting them to engage in a full-on conversation. No. Yeah. No. And, in fact, I get, you know, I'm I'm delighted if I see that somebody's liked my message Mm. so they've read it or if they respond to me, but I don't expect it because I know how busy people are. And I also, I now have respect for, you know, you've got to think like we're, we're really just kind of average Joe. We're just normal people, right? But, you know, you're Tom Cruise and you're Julia Roberts of the world who are actually A-list stars. How much crap they must call. Oh, my God. And obviously they have teams to, you know, to siphon through some of their stuff and filter out the the negatives. But the amount of death threats and the amount of hate and vitriol they must get must be absolutely mind-blowing because I know, you know, people look at my following and go, wow, you've got a massive following. 300,000 followers is not massive compared to some, yeah. compared to the yeah, Kardashians, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's face it. <laughs> yeah. And imagine the crap they Oh, my God. I mean, in. when you read the comments on their posts, I'm just like, oh, my God, people are just awful about their children. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, good so, God, get get yourself, like, get a freaking life and stop. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 look, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, a fan of, relatable reels and i don't mind a bit of dark humor mm. but i also think there's got to be a limit like yeah. even with what i do in life i'm i've i still have my values in check you'll never see me you know going after a group of people or bullying people or harassing people because it's i'm i'm anti that oh. which is why i'm an ambassador for an amazing fundraiser called bully zero here which i'm really proud oh, okay. of um which is basically you know i'm an ambassador for uh, this uh 
incredible team that goes out to schools in the community to educate them on uh, bullying and the impacts of bullying wow. and how to yeah. how to spot it and how to prevent it and how to manage it and all those things, which is so 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 needed, especially yeah. with social media now. Um, but I I've got limits, right? I'll, if there's something that's poking fun at me, it's self-deprecating or you know. Um, it's poking fun at, you know, me as, um, you know, a, as a friend and how crap I am at responding to phone calls. Like, I, I can take the, the mickey out of myself, but mm. I don't target anyone else. Mm. Um, but I've been seeing this week after um, that Titan imploded. Yeah. You know, we all yeah. saw that with, you know, down the Titanic. And all these videos now popping up with these people wanting to go to the site and take the wallets. And I'm like, no. There's so much can't do that. stuff about I'm it. Just, and I've, I've found myself actually becoming almost the troll now on yeah. their pages going, Just look, I don't, I don't see the humour in that, guys. Like, yeah. They're, yeah, they're billionaires, but, you know, that doesn't mean that they should have lost their lives. Like, this is not funny. I don't see I the humour in that. I can't engage in any of it. All that stuff I have to just scroll the you're minute You're so like me. Up. I'm like, look, if you're taking the mickey out of you as a, a, a partner or a parent or, a you know, a slacker at work or something, something that's funny that we can all relate to, I get it. But if you're taking... The Mickey out of someone that's just, you know, lost their life, you know, no. in a submarine. Like I'm out. Yeah. This is not what I think social other media needs to be involved. And yeah, they'll see that and just oh yeah. Anyway, that's just yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> no. It's too much. Too no, much. So too yeah, much. but I've been on. I've seen the good side of social media, and you know, I'm very fortunate that majority of what I get from people is really positive, and mm, I'm really grateful mm. for that. And I, you know, I, all those that you know follow me who send me for the vast majority, really lovely messages. They genuinely make my day. When I'm having yeah. a crap day and I read the messages, I'm like, my God, you're a complete stranger from the other yeah. side of the world and you're yeah. telling me how just a little video of me being silly in my car or somewhere else has given you a big smile, that that makes it kind of worthwhile yeah, yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome. You know, it's, it, it, it's worth it. It's not about followers. <clears throat> it's more about, um, you know, giving people something. You know, as a kid, I was always the entertainer. Yeah. I was at a lounge room concerts, um, you know. I wanted to entertain my neighbours in the street. Like, it's just who I am yeah. by default. And you know what? So this is me entertaining and, you know, giving what people is something. Wrong, you know, what's wrong with doing something that makes you feel good? Yeah, So, 100%. you know, why not? I actually, I've gone so over time. I just wanted to ask you two more things. You're right. One, you kind of um, touched on it. I don't know if you're allowed to say it or not. You did... Yeah. Uh, we were a marriage celebrant at a pretty big wedding recently. Yes. Yes. Are you allowed yes. to say who that was? Or yes. Yeah. So it was... uh, I, I, yeah. I, I can say now who it was because it's now public. Yeah. Um, so obviously, um, you know, we we don't talk about kind of celebrity or profile weddings um, prior to just out of respect for the couple. Yeah. And. Um, now I can say because it's been announced publicly that I was the marriage celebrant for Kyle Sanderlands, um, which was undoubtedly the biggest wedding this year yeah. and probably of this decade that we will see. It was crazy. Um, you know, it was a wedding on steroids, um, which we would expect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kyle doesn't do anything. Um, it you know, by You know, he. You know, <clears throat> he likes to do things. And do them well. Yeah. You know, he, he what I, I don't know Kyle particularly well. Obviously I spent time with him in preparing his 
his wedding. But what a lot of people don't know about him is how giving and, you know, how, how generous, how thoughtful, how kind. Um, you know, I think between you and I, don't tell anyone, but I think he's, you know, like a big teddy bear. People see this image of him <laughs> and they think they kind of know him. And yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. he... He shows all of who he is. Obviously, he doesn't. But that's um, his. That's his. <clears throat> but this wedding MO. was, you know, he, he spent, you know, a, a pretty penny on it, as people know. Um, you know, over a million dollars. He had she design design it, who I've worked with before, and Cherie does spectacular creations. You know, the the styling and the yeah. <clears throat> the flowers, everything that was brought in was just absolutely exquisite. And um, Mrs. Smith Weddings, uh, Georgia. Um, <clears throat> I've worked with her a stack of times as well. Beautiful soul, puts her heart and soul into everything that she does. Every vendor who worked on that wedding just brought their A game. Yeah. And, um, you know, because it was a big wedding, not big in terms of how many people were invited, because as you'll know in, you know, reading reports, you know, about 130 guests, not massive. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. And it was beautiful because... He wanted it to be beautiful. He wanted it to be beautiful for his beautiful wife. And, yeah, yeah. you know, she's just such a beautiful soul as well. They're really genuinely lovely people and just wanted to have a, a lovely day. And they did. It could yeah. not have been any more perfect, to be honest. That's awesome. What do you do when you get that call? Oh, look. Uh, when I got that call, I didn't know it was for Kyle, if yeah. I'm honest. So when the call came through, um, I was asked if I was available on the date. 29th of April and I was like oh who is it and they're like I can't tell you you need to sign something before we can tell you who it is so I signed <laughs> so that obviously we couldn't talk because you know that's their private life and the thing is with any celebrity whether it be Kyle or you know we mentioned Tom Cruise or Julia Roberts and I've mentioned this um during this chat there's got to be boundaries yeah you know just because someone's in the public eye doesn't mean everything's public yeah um and, and that's the thing you know I'm I'm the same I work in the media industry and I certainly don't have you know the, uh, you know the, the the fame or the you know the you know the money that you know Kyle's making. I'm not making that sort of money, but it's irrelevant. Yeah. You know, we, we still are entitled to maintain, you know, Sometimes. our own privacy and our own boundaries. And Kyle wanted to be respectful of, I guess, not only himself and he shared what he wanted to share, and everyone's entitled to do that. And also maintain privacy for his beautiful wife, who, you know, she's not in the public eye. Yeah. So often yeah. when, you know, a celebrity marries someone that's not in the public eye. It would be daunting. You know, the, yeah. Yeah, it's daunting, right? Mm. Um, you know, she uh, she's not a media personality, so she's not putting herself out there the way Kyle is. And he was very – the one thing that I've said when anyone's asked me, and I don't – you know, I, I don't share anything that's not, um, you know, public, but he was so – beautifully respectful of her the entire time mm, nice. you know he, he would always turn to her and say kind of what what do you want to do babe and he would turn to her and she would make a decision and he would go well let's do that yeah nice and i just thought that was so and this is why i say i think he's a big giant teddy, teddy bear. bear yeah yeah yeah. he's so he's so lovely and he's so respectful of and he's so fiercely loyal with you know the people that he's close to yeah but you know again there's just going to be boundaries because otherwise you'd never be rested. Yeah. People would always want a piece of you and, you know, you've got to be able to maintain something for yourself. And look, I'll be honest with you, I don't know that much about it. I think, I can't remember what I saw it on, whether you had shared something about it or not. It actually more interested me because I had been looking down the road of being a wedding celebrant. 
Oh, really? I actually don't read a lot of gossip do about it. things and stuff. Do it. Be married to someone on weekends. That's what I do. I don't have a, a real normal nine to five anymore. See, I do. And that's my problem. So I've got my nine to five. I've got my business, which is my when I come home and in the morning. And now I'm also really want to focus on my podcast. I've done like voiceover courses and it's, and I'm a photographer as well. So and. I'm trying to fit everything in, but this is You something. sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Having the day off today was awesome. That's why I wanted to make sure I could try and fit the time in today. So I appreciate your time. Um, no, of course. Look, I, and I, I've I, taken I, way too much of it looking at it. As that guy was saying yesterday, though, what is the meaning to life? It is purpose. Mm. It's mm. finding your purpose, finding what passion. You know, makes, makes your heart sing. Yeah. Finding what, what gives you your happy place. You know, and I was very lucky that I fell into, well, I didn't fall into this completely, but I'd spent far too long in corporate working for people that just, I shouldn't have worked for, for as mm. long as I did, who just drained me. Yeah. You know, it's that saying, don't work for somebody else and build their dream, build your own. Yeah. And I you used know, to. I just never gave up and look what I've built. Yeah. You know, start something, have it as a side hustle. And if you, and if you love it and find that you do love it, Keep building it and gradually step away from the corporate thing because eventually it'll be a full-time thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. I've got to start to balance everything better. <clears throat> Since I've gotten back from America, it's just like all the ideas are like ping, ping, ping in my head. So, yeah. I get you. Got to get that. Get you. All right. So, I'm when I, uh, I've taken, I said half an hour and it's like nearly 50 minutes. I'm so sorry. That's uh, <laughs> um, whenever I have a guest now, I'm going to ask one question and it's a very random question. It's a very yeah. quick yeah. question. But I'm sure you'll appreciate it based on some of your um, your songs and stuff that you do. So you're in your car. Now yeah. I sound so Aussie. You're in your car. You're driving. You pull Gary, up to your, your <laughs> you pull up to your house, and yeah. a song comes on the radio. And I'm saying radio. It could be on your Spotify that you just cannot yeah. get out of the car before yeah. it finishes because you have to listen to the whole song. What's that song? Oh, look, there are, <laughs> <Big> <laughs> there are so many. <laughs> there are so many, if I'm honest. But my favourite song of all time, mm. if it ever comes on, um, actually, there's probably two. The first one would be Piano Man by Billy Joel. Yeah. Because I feel like it's... You have to hear the whole um, thing. Look, there, there, there's just so many little little stories in that that I just... I get so consumed by the different stories and the possibility of, of hope and that everybody should be living their truth when you hear the little stories yeah, yeah, yeah. it's sad like the, it the, the guy sad. in the bar who you know should be a movie star but you know he's making he's just not the there yet. yeah um, that kind of makes me sad mm. i love that or as a punch you know a, a punchy upbeat hell yeah this song has got me stuck in the car would have to be sonoma's fire by John oh, really? he's such an yeah. 80s child man in action <laughs> i'm such an 80s kid though you know growing up <laughs> You don't see the writing on the wall. I'm just, I, I just can't. I love it. I would sit in the car and I would listen to that on repeat. I would it's not even happy, think of that yes, one. Yes, let's do this song. It's a banger. I have not heard that one for years, actually. So Play it today. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to it. Look, Glenn, thank Loud. you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. It has been. I like just chatting life. This I know. Cool. It's like I said, my first time. So there you go. Um, Nailed it. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs>